The Louisville men's basketball losing streak continues, but there were some big-time decisions announced on Wednesday for the women's basketball team. We'll talk about both of those and more on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for those who are not aware of who I am. I also want to take this time to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Global Podcast is free on all streaming services free on all streaming services, including YouTube. There's a new YouTube page. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, so be sure to subscribe uh, to that new channel. And, um, you know, this is your team for your team five days a week. Talking about the basketball landscape today, the men's basketball team continued their losing streak with a 70-63 to defeat at the hands of the Miami Hurricanes. However, there was some good news for the women's basketball team. Mikasa Robinson, Alana Smith, announcing that they were coming back for next season. And we'll also preview the matchup with the number 24-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. Starting out, we're going to talk about the um, the uninspiring performance from Wednesday evening. The men's basketball team lost to the Miami Hurricanes 70-63, to the program's first seven-game losing streak since 1941. Obviously, very, very tough to digest. Um, you know, seemingly... You know, it seems that the old saying of, you know, when it rains, it pours is really kind of the epitome of what we're seeing from this team this season. Um, first half, they went down by double digits um, pretty much, you know, quite early. And then were able to, you know, fight back and get it to a 10-point deficit at the end of the first half. Um, Louisville, I, I believe, got it to... I want to say it was like five points at one or three points at one point. Um, Dre Davis had the layup um, at right before the under eight timeout. And then Isaiah Wong's free throws and a Cameron McGusty jumper kind of pushed the, the lead out once again. They cut it to four with the Dre Davis free throw um, with just under uh, six minutes to play. And then at, at that point, you know, Miami was able to keep the um, game out of reach for the Louisville Cardinals. Just another uh, performance that's just a tough one to swallow. It, it's sad because, you know, L. Ellis said after the game, he said, you know, we're really trying everything we can. I, I want to read a couple of quotes from Mike Pegues from after the game in the postgame press conference. I'm courtesy of uh, WDRB's Eric Crawford. Um, he, he tweets out Mike, Mike Pegues to reporters, tired of getting in front of you guys, tired of getting in front of you guys, and talking about what we didn't do right to win a game. The most disappointing thing was we came out and didn't play hard in the first half. I thought we were listless, no energy, no pop. He goes on to say, our whole team throughout the year has had an issue with coachability at times. And you know, just doing the things the right way, handling coaching and produ productivity, those are the most important thing to me. I'm a novice at this, obviously, but I'm missing that. Um, just a couple other ones. He uh, addresses a... A question on being discouraged and the players being discouraged. I think they are, or I think so. You know, in terms of players being discouraged, I think that's natural. I mean, these kids, these are young kids. I'm a grown adult and I'm discouraged, right? The fans are discouraged. Everybody's discouraged, but it, it's what you do when you get discouraged. 
Um, so I, I think that, you know, the reaction from Mike Pegues is, is kind of what we're all feeling. It, it's kind of numbness at this point um, because the, the season, you know, obviously is pretty much out of reach unless this team is able to put together a Cinderella run at uh, in the ACC tournament and end up, um, you know, winning the winning the thing and, and getting an NCAA tournament bid. But um, I, I think that it's just a broken fiddle that we're continuing to play with each and every game, and it's gotten to the point where a lot of people are just, you know, ready for the end of the season. So, you know, a new coach could be hired or whenever a new coach will be announced and, um, you know, ready to start the offseason and try to get the bad taste out of their mouth and get ready for the 2022-23 campaign and get some good news because, uh, you know, this is a team, like I said, they lost – their last seven games, 10 out of their last 11, they've beaten Boston College in that span. Uh, and it's just crazy because, you know, watching this team against Maryland, against Mississippi State, I, I was, you know, convinced that, look, this could be a top four team in the ACC. They didn't necessarily look all that bad against Michigan State the following week, beat NC State on the road with Matt Cross's uh, three pointer. And um, they had some, you know, lackluster games in December. Started out 4-0 in conference, even though it was in an unconvincing fashion. They were still 4-0, and then the Florida State game kind of opened the floodgates, and it's just kind of been a a plethora and a, a mesh of all of these issues that we've been hearing, you know, in the locker room, off the court, the chemistry on the court's not there, you know, the consistency, the effort. Um, you know, from this game particularly, I think that what, what we're, you know, continuing to see is, you know, hopefully L. Ellis and Dre Davis are here next season. Um, I was very impressed with what I saw from Dre. I, 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 you know, he played, you know, 35 minutes, 7 for 13 from the field. Um, you know, led the team with 18 points. I thought he was very solid on the glass as well with six rebounds. L. Ellis, 8 for 15 from the field, 17 points, three rebounds. I, I really enjoyed watching both of those guys play tonight you, you you saw that they were really trying their hardest and you feel for these guys because you know I, I feel like um you know all of the problems you know get magnified when you're not winning games you know winning can cure a lot of things it can mask over mask over a lot of problems um but right now we're just seeing you know these issues and at the end of the day it, it, it's tough to swallow I mean it, it's tough to see this team kind of go through this and, um, you know, you feel for the players. I have been liking what I'm seeing from Jalen Withers in the past couple of weeks. He's played with more uh, tenacity. Um, tonight he had – or last night he had 9.6 rebounds. Struggled from the field somewhat, but – excuse me. I At the end of the day, I, I like, you know, seeing the aggressiveness from him. J.J. Trainer got the start tonight. Uh, didn't shoot the ball well at all, um, was one for six, but he did have seven rebounds. Uh, Jared West, one for five from the field. Uh, Sidney Curry, one for three. Rose Wheeler, 0 for one. Matt Cross played seven minutes, zero for zero. Noah Locke, 21 minutes, had 11 points, two rebounds. Mason Faulkner, five minutes, um, zero points, um, had one rebound, but that is about it. So it seems like, you know, this team is just – you know, continuing to trying to see what pieces work. Um, I I saw a quote out there. You know that, that he's trying to. I, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but you know, go goes along the lines of I'm trying to find five players that can play for. You know, give your all for 40 minutes a game. Now, obviously, it's a, a paraphrase quote from Mike Begeese. I forget who tweeted that out, and if I'm misspeaking, um, forgive me. But I believe that's what I saw, and it kind of, um, you know, just. 
goes goes in line with what we've been hearing. You know, it seems like Mike Begeese is trying a lot of things. It just seems like there's a mixture of, mixture of stuff that's going on um, behind the scenes, on the court. It, you know, a lot of the fact is this team just isn't meshing well in a couple of different ways. Um, but I like what I'm seeing from L. Ellis. I like what I'm seeing from Dre Davis. Even if his shot's not falling, you know, love what I'm seeing from Jalen Withers. Sidney Curry, you know, is giving 110% in games, um, you know, so on and so forth. So hopefully we can, you know, try to get back in the win column. Um, against Clemson will obviously break that game down as, as you know when the beginning of next week rolls around so um, you know uh, hopefully we can stop the bleeding and get back in the win column but that is where the bad you know the bad news and uh, I guess you could say the pessimism so to speak or just the realism I guess you can, I don't really call it pessimism it's just kind of being real it's where the bad news kind of goes out the window for the moment we're going to transition over into the women's basketball side of things where on Wednesday it was announced pretty much seemingly simultaneously that Alana Smith and Mikasa Robinson were both going to utilize their uh, COVID year and come back for the 2022-23 season. We'll talk about what that means for the team next year here in just a second after we talk about our friends at Bet Online. Look, football might be over with for the season, but obviously basketball is in full steam for, bro, for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news. And it's not just basketball. It's your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. I want to take this time to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. As always, and just a reminder, the Locked On Global Podcast free on all streaming services, including YouTube. Like I said, there is a new YouTube page. Um, I appreciate everyone who subscribed to the original one. There was a little mix-up um, with the production team. So um, there's a new YouTube page. It's it's already got uh, close to about 50 subscribers. So thank you all that have been, you know, um, taking the time, you know, out of your day. You know, it's inconvenient. Um you know, to, to, to go to a new account, but just know that other account will be up for a little longer just so you have access to some of that content. And um, But just to make sure that this is going to be on the new page, wherever you access this, be sure to subscribe to that um, to that page and share. I appreciate everyone for doing that. I'm definitely covering your team five days a week. Um, but kind of going into the women's basketball realm, Alana Smith, Mikasa Robinson are back next season for the Louisville Cardinals. This is big on a couple different fronts, and a lot of it stems from the defensive side of the ball. Look, it's pretty much, I'm not sure if the decisions are set in stone. You would assume they are because they are being honored for senior day, but Emily Inksler, Kiana Smith, uh, Liz Dixon, Chelsea Hall are going to be honored uh, on senior day. Uh, this upcoming Sunday against the um, Virginia Tech Hokies. So be sure to be out there and um, you know you know cheer on the cards at the KFCM Center for the last home game of the year, or the last regular season home game of the year. Um, you know, with those four leaving, you know that nucleus is such a big key to the defense. I mean, you talk about Emily Inksler; she's the best defender in college basketball, one of the best in Jeff Hall's tenure here at Louisville. Liz Dixon, a very solid rim protector. Jelsey Hall. And Kiana Smith, very good on-ball defenders as well. Getting Mikasa Robinson and Alana Smith back, 
Um, obviously, you know, those four that Louisville is likely going to be losing, that's tough. I mean, you know, having, you know, you know, four key contributors, you know, you know, leaving that that's always going to be tough to replace, but bringing two players back that are such pivotal players in, you know, in what Jeff Walls is able to do defensively with this team. I mean, Mikasa Robinson, you know, is one of the, you know, toughest, grittiest defenders in college basketball, uh, offensively. You're not going to get too awful much, although I think that you know she's consistently gotten better each and every season. I want to see you know how that mid range and attacking the baskets going to continue going to continue to get um, into next season. Uh, but you're know, very very happy to have her back. She's a you know a fan favorite, gives you her all on both ends of the court. I love the fact that she's coming back to a team that has some some younger pieces coming in. There's a big uh, freshman recruiting class coming in. Um, you know, there, it's there, you know, leadership is going to be needed. I'm not saying that other players like Haley Van Lith, Olivia Cochran, and company aren't going to provide that, but having a player who's been here, you know, for you know, now what'll be five years, and a player that plays, you know, with so much passion and heart and you know, high motor on both ends of the court, especially on the defensive side, I think it really bodes well, even though you know, she may not ever be more than just kind of a situational scorer. Um, at the end of the day, having that defensive piece that you can go to is saying, "Hey, go guard the the best player on the court," and you know, Mikasa goes in and, and shuts her down. So it's such a key, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say addition because she's still here, but returnee, you know, getting her back. And Alana Smith, I have been thoroughly impressed with what I've seen from her this season. Although she's only averaging five point two points per game, uh, she's shooting the ball well. Um, you know, from the field, um, outside of maybe three point land, you know, 43% from the field, 32% from deep, 82% from the free throw line. Alana Smith, 5.2 points per game. She's only averaging about 14.5 minutes. Uh, but I, I think that getting her back not only applies, you know, you know, get bolsters your team's defense and, and gets another veteran leader that has played a ton of minutes for Jeff Walls, has, you know, knows this system, is able to operate in this system and execute. Uh, you know, I love the fact that, you know, you're bringing in two players that, you know, don't skip a beat on defense even when they come in. They're very solid reinforcements, even if they may not necessarily start next season. Um, you know, they're definitely key rotational pieces off the bench. Offensively, I, I love what I've been seeing from Alana Smith here um, in, in conference play. I think that she's had some very, very solid outings. Um, you know, she had 13 points against Syracuse, uh, um, you know, last last week or so. And then when she has gotten some, you know, good minutes, she's been able to score in double figures. She had 11 points against uh, UConn um, back in December. She had 13 against Kentucky, 11 against Colorado State. Uh, 10 against Bellarmine. So she scored in double figures in a handful of games this season. I, I like what that, you know, boat, you know, like what that, um, you know, forecasts for Louisville next season because there's going to be a lot of uncertainties. Yes, Haley Van Lith is look is you know continuing to look better and better um, in terms of being you know maybe an alpha scorer. You have Olivia Cochran who has been very solid. Uh, but outside of that, you know, you're kind of looking to, you know, where's the next, um, you know, where's the scoring going to be picked up on? You know, Liz Dixon gone, Kiana Smith gone, 
uh, Emily Ingsor. You're losing a lot of offensive production from this year's team. And, you know, who knows if Jeff Walls, you know, utilizes the transfer portal. Uh, who knows if some players uh, stay. I mean, there's always, you know, seemingly, you know, players transferring out and transferring in. Who knows uh, if Louisville goes out and gets like an Emily Inksler level talent again to where, you know, you get you know, a, a double-digit score, um, you know, coming in next season to kind of alleviate those scoring needs. But, um, you know, Lana Smith is a player that I think Jeff Wallace is going to be able to rely upon uh, more so than he has this year to take a little bit of a step forward next year to be able to alleviate some of those scoring responsibilities. It's going to be by a committee approach. Obviously, you look to Van Lith, you look to Cochran, uh, Peyton Verholst, Narika Kono, um, you know, so on and so forth, etc. The freshman class coming in, there's you know what five players, including you know Alexia Mobley. Um, so, you know, having Smith come back, just having a veteran presence like her and Mikasa Robinson bodes well, not only for the leadership on and off the court, but also, you know, the team's defense, um, and just, you know, you, you get key players back that have won a lot of ball games here at Louisville and, um, you, you just can't understate how, you know, how, you know, pivotal that success is and how pivotal that experience is, um, for a team that's going to be you know, pretty young at some positions next year. So um, it, it's interesting, you know, moving forward into the final segment of the show. If you're listening to this um, audio only on any of the streaming um, platforms, uh, you're going to now hear a couple uh, message from our sponsors. If you're, li- if you're watching via video, you won't um, get that luxury to hear about some of our sponsors, but be sure to check out Bet Online and some of the others in the past week. Moving into the final segment, the Cardinals back in action. Jeff Walls' team travels to Chapel Hill tonight to take on the 24th-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. That is a 6 o'clock tip-off with the Tar Heels. Um, just kind of looking at what the team has done this season. They're 19-5, and uh, sixth in the conference. They've struggled at times. Um, they got blown out to NC State earlier in the season. Notre Dame was a five-point loss up in South Bend. They got beat by almost 20 points down in Atlanta at Georgia Tech. Lost um, by eight points hosting NC State just a couple weeks ago. And their most recent game was a five-point loss to the Virginia Tech Hokies on the road in um, down in the state of Virginia. The Hokies are now ranked, but... Um, so so far this you know this season they've had some up and down moments um, nineteen and five you know looking at some players to watch Deja Kelly obviously probably the number one um, on, on the list she's leading the team with fifteen point nine points per game shoots the ball well from three not necessarily a good shooter from the field uh, Alyssa Ustby is the one I want to focus on you know thirteen point one points per game she leads the team with eight point six rebounds. You know, being a guard, you know, ha, you know, just being you know six one, kind of you know gives you Emily Inksler vibes, and not necessarily being a true post player, but you know she uh, moves very well without the ball, uh, attacks the glass very hard, um, averaging one point eight steals per game, point eight block, shooting the ball over thirty percent from three, over forty five percent from the field. I think she's the main one to watch for here, um, in terms of the the Louisville defense and what they need to do on that. Um, you know, on that side of the ball. So ultimately, they're a team that doesn't necessarily shoot the ball great. Um, just under thirty or just under thirty-three percent from the field. Um, they're averaging about forty-three point eight rebounds per game. 
Um, here is a little preview synopsis from Data. I think it's called Data Scribe um, about the game. It starts with North Carolina. North Carolina heads into the matchup averaging just under 75 per game. We'll obviously only allowing 53.9. Um, North Carolina is uh, – you know, just giving up 54. So defensively, you know, you're getting some of that same intensity that you you get from the Cardinals. North Carolina is a very good defensive team. Um, you know, they're very kind of similar in terms of, you know, statistical averages. Um, Louisville averages 72.8. North Carolina 74.4. A couple tidbits. The Tar Heels out sh- are out shooting their opponents from the field this season. Um, you know, they're you know averaging just under 41 point. 41% from the field uh, per game while their opponents are just under 34. When North Carolina outshoots out its season average of 40.8%, the Tar Heels are 11-0 on this season. So keep in mind, um, you know, Louisville's defense is going to have to um, you know, force North Carolina into some tough shots. On the other hand, um, in the 2000, in this season, the Cardinals are averaging uh, assist-to-turnover ratio of 16.4 to 14.5. When Louisville has a better assist-to-turnover ratio than its season mark of 1.13, the Cardinals are 11-0. So um, the keys to the game, I think it, it's kind of spelled out. Um, for Louisville, it's, you know, don't, don't necessarily turn the ball over while also, you know, utilizing good defense. I, I think that that's kind of the main thing here is that Louisville has been pretty successful in forcing its opponents to turn the ball over, be careless with the basketball. But on the other end of the spectrum, they're – you know, struggling to truly take advantage of it in 40 minutes of gameplay, considering the fact that they're turning the ball over a ton as well. When they, you know, statistically speaking, they are very good this year, almost perfect. Well, they are perfect when they have an assist turnover ratio over 1.13. Some uh, player to watch for for Louisville. I'm going to continue to go with Haley Van Lith. I think if she continues to reach this offense, these new offensive heights that we're seeing from her this season, the team's dynamic, the team's trajectory, you you, you have like a different uh, a different level that this offense can go to. The Louisville offense has pretty much kind of exploded over the past five to six games. That's kind of been a by committee thing. A lot of post production. My nose is itching. I apologize. Um, Emily Inksler has been key. Kiana Smith was big last time around against Notre Dame. Haley Van Lith has been very, very consistent. So one of the things to look for, I think, in a game where you know it's it, it could get kind of ugly because both teams are defensive-oriented squads, I think that Haley Van Lith having a solid game excuse me, could be the deciding factor here for Louisville. Ultimately, I think that Louisville wins this game. I, you know, North Carolina defensively, they're solid. They have you know a ton of standouts on this team. I just, I, I think at the end of the day, the Cardinals are playing very well. You know, coming off of that loss against you know NC State, they've responded extremely well. You know, kind of gotten back in the groove of things. They're looking good offensively, defensively. They you know struggled for a couple of games, but got back into the groove against a good Notre Dame team. Uh, forced them to shoot the ball very poorly from behind the arc, two of twenty-two to be exact, from three-point land last this Sunday uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. I think that this is going to be a game to where it wouldn't surprise me if it's close, um, but I do think that Louisville wins by about ten points. 
Um, that's no disrespect to North Carolina. I think that that's just more of an indication of how Louisville is playing. So ultimately, I am you know confident in, in the cards here in this one. It could be one of those to where it, it's very close in the first half, very close at halftime, and then Louisville does what they do, have a good third quarter, have a good fourth quarter, and ultimately end up you know getting a comfortable win down in Chapel Hill. So we'll talk about this matchup on tomorrow's episode and the results. Um, also on tomorrow's episode, I, I want to get into a little bit of a baseball preview, the way we did softball last, um, you know, last uh, last week, and we'll also break down two more head coaching possible can- or possible head coaching candidates in Oregon's Dana Altman and Illinois' Brad Underwood. So today's episode talked about the men's basketball loss to the Miami Hurricanes, seventy to sixty three, at the Yum Center on Wednesday night. Um, discussed the importance and significance of having Mikasa Robinson and Alana Smith. Uh, coming back for next season for the women's basketball team. Also previewed the matchup with the 24th ranked North Carolina Tar Heels um, for tonight. So um, like I mentioned, new YouTube page. Be sure to go subscribe to that. I definitely appreciate it. I want to give a couple quick shout-outs. Uh, the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, the most recent episode dropped on Sunday. Check that out at cardinalsportszone.com. You also have the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert analysis from Lee Sterling. You can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. also want to give a shout-out to Brian Trent, um, the State of Louisville women's basketball beat writer and host of the Off the Wall off the Walls podcast. Um, I want to give a shout out to, to the most recent episode with uh, Kelly Gramlich and Kiana Smith. Great um, stuff on that episode. Be sure to check that out and all the other shows at the state of Um, But that's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. We talked about what's going to be on the show tomorrow, next week. Um, hopefully we get some more clarity into the men's basketball coaching hire. We'll continue to talk about um, weekend results and we will get into it that way. But that's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. Go cards as always. And we will see you right back here tomorrow.